In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Collect for Friday in the fourth week of Lent. O God, who renewest the world by thy ineffable sacraments, grant we beseech thee that thy church may profit by the internal institutions and not be lacking in temporal help. Today, this Friday in the fourth week of Lent, may also be known as Lazarus Friday. This gospel is read also at this point in Lent in the East. It is of great importance then, both in East and West, to to read this gospel. This long gospel which we read today, so long that it makes us think, in fact, to some degree of the very long passages of the gospel we will hear very soon when we read the Passion. As we approach the end of Lent now, we hone in, as it were, throughout these 40 days of Lent, we have been hearing from the episodes in the public ministry of our Lord, but not necessarily in chronological order. They have been mixed about. This is, although I cannot say it is the only reason, one result of this is that it gives us the impression that we are walking with our Lord in his over three years of public ministry. It allows these 40 days to be viewed by us in this way, so that after the 40 days we may feel that we truly we have spent these three years as the first apostles did, the very first disciples, with our Lord in his public ministry. But as we near the final days of Lent, we seem to hone in now and, and approach the truly chronological order of events right up until Holy Week itself, which will follow those events day by day and hour by hour, right until the dread moment of Calvary. The Church, wishing to sum up these ideas, has this beautiful collect, which we have heard today, speaking of how God renews us by, to use this beautiful phrase we find in the liturgy, ineffabilibus sacramentis, ineffable sacraments. What I would like to take a moment to point out to you today is the meaning of this word sacrament as we find it in its use in the liturgy. Of course, we know from our catechism, all the first communicants have been tested on this in this matter, that there are seven sacraments of the new law. That is how the Council of Trent puts it when speaking of that, saying that there are in the new law seven sacraments and then proceeds to name them. To say that there are seven sacraments, though, of the new law already implies that there could have been sacraments in the old law, and indeed there were. The sacraments in the old law did not confer sanctifying grace, as do the seven sacraments of the new law. But it is a reminder how the word sacrament can be used in a more general sense, and this is not wrong to do. Indeed, the liturgy does so on many occasions, especially now and especially during the beautiful and ancient liturgies of Holy Week. The Latin word sacramentum is used to translate the Greek word mysterion, where we get our word mystery. In Greek, the word mysterion evokes the idea of silence, 
That is the meaning of the word, the very root meaning of the word is where we also get our word mute. And so it means silence. It conveys then also the idea of secret. The Latin word sacramentum does not necessarily have this meaning. It can also mean even an oath. Indeed, some modern languages derive their word oath, as in French, for instance, serment, from this word sacramentum. But it is used in, from the earliest Christian times to translate the Greek word mysterion, to convey to us this concept. And so we could translate this collect by saying ineffable mysteries. God renews his church now by ineffable mysteries. However, the word sacrament in the Latin tradition is used here. What, is, what this means for us then is that certainly all of the liturgy, all that we consider through these 40 days of Lent is full of mysteries. The very fact that today, as on so many days, we compare a passage of the Old Testament, which is not, strictly speaking, a prophecy, it is part of the sacred history relating the time that Elias stretched himself out over a dead child three times in order to revive him to life. And this passage is juxtaposed with the resurrection of Lazarus when our Lord raises him from the tomb after he has been in there three days. The church wishes to show that there is a mystery here. And so this can be a proper use of the word sacramentum. However, we find later on in the same liturgy that in the post-communion, we find once again the word sacramentum, but being used in a more precise way. In the participation of this sacrament, we beseech thee, O Lord, ever cleanse us from our own faults and defend us from all adversity. Here we find the use of the word sacrament as perhaps we are more accustomed to hear it. That is, the church, while teaching that our religion is full of mysteries, indeed everything that we hold by faith is a mystery. It surpasses our reason. That is why it is called a mystery. It is also a proof that our religion is the true one. The fact that we adore things, we adore truths that are beyond the reach of human reason. If everything that we believe could easily be grasped by human reason, it would be a proof rather that our religion was invented by human beings. But the fact that it contains mysteries that always surpass human reason, even though the things that we believe are not contradictory, they are not against reason, but they surpass it. And we have the need of grace in order to embrace those things by faith. Among those things is that there are certain mysteries that are singled out in what Christ has revealed to us. Certain mysteries, mysteries of faith, for indeed that is what we call this sacrament in the celebration of the Mass, at the moment of the consecration. Mysterium fide, the mystery of faith. Certain of these mysteries have a certain quality which the others do not. They stand as the supreme mysteries of our religion. That is, they are mysteries or sacraments which contain and confer the grace which they signify. Many mysteries reveal to us a certain truth, 
and the action of God in our lives through grace. However, there are certain mysteries which not only express God's work in our souls, but even contain and confer those graces. Those are what we know as the seven sacraments of the new law. These mysteries that stand above all the others because of that special quality which they possess. After that, we know that there is another word very similar to this called sacramental. And we know what sacramentals are. We all use them, I hope. These are different in that certainly they are also signs of God's grace. They are, as it were, in the image of the seven sacraments. They too, in a sense, are mysteries. They do not, however, contain and confer any grace which they signify. Rather, they are means by which we may obtain grace, but not because they inherently possess these graces, but rather by our devout use of them. They have a special grace attached to them as well, and that we did not invent the sacramentals ourselves. They are given to us by Holy Mother Church. And when we use sacramentals, it goes beyond our mere private prayers. When we use sacramentals, such as holy water, blessed candles, blessed images, even certain prayers which have been given to us by the Church, they also are classified as sacramentals. When we use these things, it is not only our prayers then, but the prayers of the entire Church which accompany us in our devout use of these things. Nevertheless, they depend on our devotion, whereas the seven sacraments, these highest mysteries of all the mysteries of our religion depend rather on the action and merits of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. Thus they always confer the grace which they signify as long as no obstacle is placed by sin, for instance. It is Christ praying through the seven sacraments as our mediator between the Father and man, and thus they are always efficacious in conferring the grace which they signify. So the Church takes a moment this evening to ask us to adore these mysteries of our religion, which we have been encountering throughout this 40-day walk with our Lord in his ministry, but remembering now that we are preparing for the devout reception of those mysteries which stand above all the others. The mysteries which are so united to our Lord that truly when the the prophets and every word of the Old Testament speaks of the coming of our Lord, it speaks almost in the same breath of the coming of the church or the coming of the sacraments. For Christ and his church are always one. Christ and his sacraments are always one. Therefore, when we prepare for the coming of our Lord, when we prepare for his glorious resurrection after his passion and death, We are preparing in that same thought for the devout reception of the sacraments by which we become Christians for the first time and by which, if we have fallen away into sin, true justice is restored in our souls and those mysteries by which grace is increased in our souls, preparing us for the day when we will meet our Lord and Savior as our judge. And if we have persevered in the grace which we have received, all of his holy mysteries, we will then be received into that eternal glory which we obtain by grace, the grace of the beatific vision for all eternity. Amen.